This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. Hi, this is Mary Thompson here with my brother Jerry Thompson, and we are Iyer What Now? <laughs> Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, Mary. It's good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, last week, we were talking about our own doshas. Yes. And we thought we were pretty vata. We had a lot of vata qualities. Yeah, and yeah, with a, with a little bit of pitta on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your, your order at the fast food restaurant, at the, at the restaurant, the fine dining restaurant. I'd like some vata with some pitta on the side. Mm-hmm. And I thought what we should do today is explore pitta and kapha and maybe we can talk about people we know. Why do we think they're pitta or kapha? We'll pick okay. on the pittas first. <laughs> and one thing I want to say before we talk about pittas, because sometimes I get called on for being too critical of pittas. That's my my pitta nature comes out, and I want to be critical of the pitta nature. Mm. Is that when we can see the dosha, quite often it's because the dosha is out of balance. And so we often talk about the doshas by their symptoms mm-hmm. more so than by their strengths. So if we tend to go too far down that road of their negative qualities, then we'll we'll pause for a moment and think of all the positive qualities we can think of these people, because sometimes I know I get too critical. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say, I'm going to pull up my husband, pull up my husband okay. first. So when I think of him and Pitta, very short fuse, mm-hmm. like when he will get mad about something. One thing I think if you, if for people who are listening, if you're trying to identify yourself, you have much Pitta. I always think that Pittas are kind of angry and then they're trying to look around to see what can I be angry about in here? <laughs> you know, so they walk into the room, they're already a little annoyed and then they see something that annoys them. And then that that becomes the target of their annoyance. Hmm. Um, are there any things you think of with him that you'd say would be indicative? I think of one thing I admire with him is that he gets things done. You know, when oh, I hired him to uh, uh, do some work around the house, did a very, very good job, very thorough, and uh, um, follows through to the uh, completion. He's mm-hmm. very um, conscientious about that. You know, that's a really good point. He's also very meticulous. He wants yes. to do things right. He wants to do them well. And there is a way to do them. You know, it's like, I think this with Pitta Nature too, that they are very efficient and they see the best way to do things for them, but they think it's the best way of all time to do it. And so it's um, that he does do that. He he really likes to finish things he starts and yeah. stays with path. And, and I think he has a sense of self-confidence that I... I I don't know if you remember, I was talking to him the last time you guys were down, that he is an expert carpenter, and yet he never was really trained. He, he didn't go through an apprentice program or anything. He just self-taught himself, and mm-hmm. he's very efficient, very capable, and does very good work. And yeah. I, I would think most tradesmen had to go years to get to his level in an organized uh, apprenticeship program. And the, the fact that when he was saying, no, no, I've just, uh, you know, I've worked here and worked there and they didn't know what they were doing. And I, 
had to, I had to show him or whatever. But he's always mm -hmm. been had that self self confidence and that capability to uh, follow through. So I really admire that in him. Yeah, you know, and the thing I think of with his carpentry skills too is, and this is kind of what he will do in many aspects of his life, is he wants to find the most efficient way to do things the best way possible. Mm -hmm. So conservation of energy. Yes. So he trained himself about how to carry something so he could balance the weight and he could get more weight on the load because it was balanced well. Mm -hmm. Or he can hammer in a nail in a single strike because you hit it just at the right place with just the right amount of force. Mm -hmm. And he, he takes a lot of pride in that. He takes a lot of pride yeah. in his driving. He knows what's going on in front of him, behind him, and on the sides at mm -hmm. all times. And I tend to be a little bit more, whatever's in front of me is what I'm going to concern myself with. And than that. So I think there is, there's a lot of that. Um, yeah. I like the self-confidence and the efficiency and the, the capability mm -hmm. that yes. shows up with that. Those, and these are really strong traits for Pitta. Yes. I think too, um, Pitta can be really, they can be pretty good at decision-making, big ticket decisions. They know what they want. Oh yeah. And they yeah. go for it. Yeah, it was difficult. Uh, that was probably one challenge when he was doing work for me is me having a vision and trying to get him to share my vision where he's thinking, no, this is the way it's going to look. This is what it's going to mm -hmm. do. And then sometimes I'd have to uh, go against my nature and sort of say, no, I want it this way. And he would reluctantly agree because I was writing the check, but didn't like it. That's it. You had to access your inner pitta. To yeah, come I don't up know if you him. remember when he was building my front porch, I wanted it to go around the edge of the house to the fireplace. And, oh, and he says, no, no, you have to just how to cut it at the edge of the house. And I insisted on having it go that way because I liked how it looked. And uh, mm -hmm. even though it's not very usable, it's just only about the edge to the fireplace. It's only about a foot wide. And I still like it. And I can stick stuff over there. <laughs> as long as you I like remember, it. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> arguing with him about it because it was extra work. And right. Said, I'm going to pay you. I'm not, uh, I'll pay you by the hour, but I want the work mm -hmm. done. So, so we, I guess what I'm saying is that he will have a strong vision and it's what he wants to do. And it's right. difficult to get him to, to, to change his mind. Um, right. And strong opinions. And this is true, like for Pittas, they hold an opinion very strongly. And this is the way it's going to be. They don't, Pitta nature, people don't worry too much. They mm -hmm. um they can, but they, they worry about time and money. Or mm -hmm. if they have a specific situation that's going to niggle at them, they'll, they'll get that. Yeah. Um, but the the anger can be the thing that they are critical. They're critical of themselves. They're critical of others, and that can be that can be tricky. You had said you have a friend who's that you see as being more pitta. Yeah, yeah I have a friend that I, I I've ran with and stuff, and that he's uh, um, a good organizer and a coordinator. And um, and again, it's it's kind of like how he does things we did a uh, um we had a group called the fat boys running club and he would organize a uh, that we'd run in a relay every year but he'd be the one that would always take the lead and uh line things up and get things going i'd support him on it and i i, I like to uh, uh go with it but um it's it's his strong nature to uh take that uh, a move to go forward mm -hmm. you know you know another person i have it, 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 that I, I didn't um think of earlier is uh a person i used to work with i was a teacher and he's got a very strong pit of nature in that he would do those 
he would organize trips with students to go to um, Laos. And uh, initially he was asking the school to sponsor the trip. Then the school would start saying, well, let's see, you know, where are you gonna go? How long are you gonna be there? And he finally says, look, I don't need all the, the <laughs> I have this worked out. I think they wanted to get more, um, they wanted him to be more structured than he was. And then mm -hmm. he, he says, well, forget it. I don't need your money. Uh, and he got the students all to raise the money themselves and and, and went on it. And uh, um, he, he would get frustrated, I think, that he wasn't getting the recognition that he should for what he put together, which I I, I, I agreed with him. But he didn't, mm -hmm. he also didn't want to um, probably do all the paperwork, all the things that were involved to uh, uh, get a grant to help support it. And uh, I, and I thought that was that kind of his pit of thing that he was he was going to get it done, but he didn't want somebody else telling him how to do it. Uh, right, yeah. right. Uh, I think we talked last about procrastination. Like lots of people procrastinate. Something is not going to be fun. You know, yeah. I got to take the garbage out. I'll do it later. Pit does yeah. procrastinate something that's somebody else's priority. Mm -hmm. You know, if yeah. it's my priority, yeah. it's getting done right now. But if it's <laughs> somebody else's priority, it's like, well, I'll get around to it. And I think. I, I'm thinking when you're talking about your friend planning the trip, I would mm -hmm. imagine the school probably also be giving, giving him input about what some of the students should do while they're in this trip or yeah. what would be their their behavioral objectives, their learning objectives. And he was probably like, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way. Yes. You know? yeah, that's exactly it. And, and he didn't like them intruding on his. Yes. <laughs> Such a clear vision. I love that because it's that, that clear vision of this is what's going to be perfect when it's like this. Right. Mm -hmm. And then something else comes up and they go, well, you just, you just ruined my whole picture. We have, <laughs> we have, we have a brother who's made a comment to me one time about compromise and he doesn't like to compromise because he said, when you compromise, there are two losers. <laughs> <laughs> if you stick to your guns, there's one winner and there's one loser. <laughs> right. One he's going to win, one he lose, but there's always two losers. And it was, it was such a, an eye-opening thing because that was part of his pitta that uh -huh. came up and i was just i spent like an hour kind of trying to rattle that around in my head because i'm so big on compromise and see the other person's point of view and find a way you can yeah. both be happy and he was like no no i'm gonna do that <laughs> now with your friend who's the runner was he pretty competitive that's another thing with pitta nature is to be I, more competitive so. he, mm -hmm. he, uh, although um I say this diplomatically. He 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 was competitive, but not so much in running because he wasn't very fast enough. Oh, okay. He was faster than me. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, when it came down to it, that might have been enough for him. Yeah, you, you know, he <laughs> actually started a, a, a runners club outside of his uh, office, and it would be, meet every week. And, and it was kind of funny because that other people would join, it, and it and it still um, exists today. It it handed off to a, uh, um, a running store. But he had started it with just a few people. And then it got to be like 30 people, 40 people that were coming. And um, But the thing was, people would come and first week they'd run with he and I. Then eventually they'd start to get a little better, a little better. And it was always he and I that would be the slowest runners in the group. Unless it was somebody new, then they'd run with us. But then eventually they'd get faster. <laughs> <laughs> they were younger than us too, but uh, it was kind of funny how um, how that worked out. That is funny. Yeah, I don't know if I could say that I was really holding him back as much as uh, yeah, we were. We both had our own pace. Mm -hmm. 
This brings up another thing with Pitta is the leadership. Like other people put them into leadership roles. They like being the leader. Like your friend mm -hmm. is leading the trip to Laos and, yes. and this guy who's the runner, that they like being the leaders, but also mm -hmm. people look to them to be leaders. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think it's pretty significant that he started a club that then when he was no longer wanting to do it, was taken over by a store. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I could see people in the club doing it, but that means it was really a, a going thing. Yeah, it was, and it, it still exists today. I assume I, I it, you know, everything kind of got um, after COVID. Uh, yeah, it, it, during COVID, everything kind of fell apart, and, and uh, I assume it's picking up again. Yeah, yeah, but they, yeah and uh, yeah, it lived on. There, there was a while that they wanted to change the name of the uh, his original um, um, running group to it, it was uh, there was a store that they wanted to call it the name of the store and the people in the group as maybe the 30, 40 people says, no, it was named by the, you know, it's called the Huffers and Puffers and we were sticking with the Huffers and Puffers and that's the name of the group. And it was the original group. And, you know, and Wayne was the founder and, and it's got to uh, stay like it is. Oh, wow. See, and that's the thing that, that uh, that's another thing with Pitta is people want to support them. They go, yeah. no, this is our leader. And so we're going to yeah. get in line behind them and fight for their cause. Yeah, I, I think we said this in an earlier uh, podcast, but I think if it wasn't for Pittas, we'd still be living in the trees. Uh, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Pittas well, are the ones that get at, You know, mm -hmm. love them or hate them. If you look at politicians, they're all Pittas. You yeah. know, they all they all got where they are because they command a room, you know, and they get people behind them that say, yeah, we want to see you do this. Mm -hmm. And we just want those Pittas that are want to go the same direction we want to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Guys, we went up there at office. <laughs> um, one thing you talked about your friend, the planning aspect. Yes. I have a, a friend. I have a friend who's really very pitta. And if mm -hmm. we're on a phone call and we say, "Okay, we're going to go to dinner next month," an hour after the call, she go, "Okay, we have reservations at this place." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, and um, it's just they're planners. They like to say they want to have things happen the way they want them to happen. Mm -hmm. I always think, you know, pitchers have criteria. They have they have certain things that they want to have happen, and they're going to do everything in their power to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I think mom this way, too. I think I was mentioned oh, yeah. mom yeah. was a little pitta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, had to do things her way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God it. help you if you didn't. Because yeah. <laughs> there's that. Pitchers can be... Um, judgmental and critical. Yeah, there you go. And sometimes that can that can be hurtful for the vatas around that don't want to be judged. Yeah. The, you know, pittas kind of rise to that challenge. If if you're a pitta and you got another pitta that's judging you, you're going to challenge him and say, "You can't talk to me like that." <laughs> and I think the vatas kind of go, "Oh, I must be bad. I must have done something wrong." So we have to access that inner pitta to say, "You can't talk to me like that." <laughs> It's not easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think of my former father-in-law was very pitta in that when he said he was hungry, everybody started getting food. <laughs> it was like, because it's it's like they have that voracious appetite that they're going to go mm -hmm. from hungry to hangry to just plain angry pretty mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. And so if he said, like, if we were in a car trip and he'd say, oh, I feel a little hungry, I'd be like, oh, we can stop right here. We can stop right here at this restaurant, right here and get you fed. <laughs> Keep you in a good mood. That's funny. Yep. So you got to think. Of, so when you're thinking about your own pitta for people that are listening, they want to mm -hmm. just think about 
how you might be. Let's see what the worst words we had already. We had like self-confidence. Mm-hmm. We had leadership. Yeah. We had planning and organization. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a single pointed focus. They yeah. complete yeah. their goals. Mm-hmm. And follow through and uh, stuff. And then, and I, I uh, also, sometimes they, um, when things aren't going their way, they uh, express their anger. Yeah. Um, for- Mm-hmm. Someone Openly. one time referred to pitches were like bulls. You know, if you if you're in the way, you're going to get the horn, and uh, <laughs> and that could be that. That's it. They they have what they don't face obstacles well. They want to they want to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Like I asked uh, a client one time, like how what was her reaction if a meal was going to be delayed, and she said, "Who fault is it?" <laughs> Wow. Dude, somebody's got to pay. My meal was late. Yeah. So I think that's fun. So look, it's kind of the personality things give us the clues about Pitadosha. Yeah. So, well, how about kafas? You know yeah. any kafas? I yeah. yeah. I love my kafa. Yes. <laughs> what things about okay. Anne? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Say one of the things about Anne that you identified that while we're talking about coffee, you've yeah. always said, "No, my wife got more coffee." Yeah, she takes it easy. You know, you know. The, say our our uh, our blend is uh, pretty good. Like when we go on vacation, we'll go on cruises, and she likes to sit and read a book on the uh, the deck, or mm-hmm. let's have a cup of coffee in the uh, cafe. And I'm all over the place. I'm going to the gym, and I'm every time we stop uh, at a, uh, um, a port, I want to go I- explore and stuff. And she's kind of thinking, uh, uh, I've seen Ensenada too much already. Right. <laughs> I'll stay on the boat. And I, I'm off uh, uh, just looking around and seeing and, and, uh, and, and just, so I'm, I'm much more active and she's much more relaxed. Yeah. 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 Something I think about with people who are coughing, I don't know if this is true for Anne, Sometimes they like to do the same things for vacation often mm-hmm. and just kind of go back and revisit that, re-experience it. I met a man one time that he always went to the same place every year. I've been to like 40 years. He'd always go camping for one week in the summer in the same place. Um, and you know, everybody around knew him. The staff there knew him. It's just like this relationship that he had with it. And I've often seen that with Kafa is they're more comfortable doing something they're familiar with as opposed to doing something that they're not familiar with. Is yeah, that something I, Anne's like? Or I is think it... that certainly is true for Anne, um, that she likes to, well, she reads, and then it is um, either that or uh, uh, watching some shows on the computer or something, but sort of hesitant, uh, um, just sort of doing um, in a pattern of uh, mm-hmm. easy and doing things. And yet she will be grateful for me for getting her out and doing it like oh we have some friends who'll do a game night we have another group of friends that will have um uh dinner parties like i'd have dinner parties and then another group of friends that we go to the play with and thanks and she goes you know i'd never do any of this stuff yeah you know it says and then normally she's going she's we just cancel today (laughs) oh no you'll have a good time then when we're going home she goes well i'm glad you got me out of the house you know it's yeah. hard, yeah, because you want to kind of, it's that uh, staying at status quo. Because mm-hmm. I'm here, I got home, I want to stay in. I know I'm still yeah. going to do it. I always, another word I think of with Kafa Dosha is really being loyal. We have mm-hmm. a friend who's really Kafa, 
And the jobs he did, he did for a long time. Like he wouldn't, even if he didn't like it, he wouldn't quit until the job, the business went out of business or something. Yeah. yeah. You so know, I, yeah, I, I'll say that. When I say loyal, I guess consistent and steady. Anne's probably the only person I know that ever since she was probably four, she knew what she was going to do. You know, she wanted oh. to and she would, you know, uh, put bandages on her dolls and stuff when she was a little girl. And that mm -hmm. she just knew she was going to be a nurse. And then when she got into high school, she ended up working at a skilled nursing facility and on and on. And uh, um, and then now she's uh, she worked her whole career at, uh, you know, the Palo Alto Foundation. Um, and, yeah. Uh, and so she was with Palo Alto Foundation for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much from uh, her early 20s on uh, once mm -hmm. she got LBN license, right? Uh, and then, and then, just stayed at the same place her whole career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, it, this I find with Kafas more so than Vatas and Pittas. Mm -hmm. Like Vatas and Pittas, I think of, of your trajectory working in one place, and then mm -hmm. you moved up the ranks. Yeah, in yeah, the well, state whatever, hospitals, then uh, teaching, and then something else. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I generally like. I think we talked about this once before that I would. Um, if so, an opportunity came up, right, I'd jump ship. And go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see, and I think of my friend who's really strongly Kafa, and he, he stayed at places years and years and years. And then this last, the last job he held before he retired, even his retirement, he went from working five days a week to four. A couple of years mm -hmm. later, he went to three. Years mm -hmm. later, he went to two. He stayed working two days a week for them well into his 70s. Oh, it was yeah. just like, he just mm -hmm. was... It was what he did. And so I I know I've talked about him before, about things that were his routine or being someplace very consistent. I think that was a word you used before, too. It was like he'd show up. I think this is my favorite line for coppers. They show up. They <laughs> stay. Yeah. I, I always think if, a, if you go to a vata with your problem, they're going to tell mm -hmm. you a time they had a similar problem. Mm -hmm. And then you go to a pitta and they're going to start telling you how to fix it. And you go to a coffin, they're just going to sit with you and say, how can I help? You know, what can I do? How They're the well, supports. That's a, uh, it's good for um, coffins to be nurses. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I was thinking some of your coffin comes out with your running buddy when you'd yeah. say, you know, he'd plan the things and you'd be the support kind of saying, yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's good. What do we need to do? And yeah, hold up that part. Yeah, I, I remember once there was a, um, Oh, it's kind of a proverb, but it wasn't a proverb, but that the people that actually help to make things happen, although a PETA tries to get it started, get going, but it's the coffers that support them and mm -hmm. encourage them that really are the ones that make it happen. Although mm -hmm. they aren't the leaders, but you need somebody to follow you if you're a leader. And and those yes. are the coffers that are mm -hmm. uh, listening and, and uh, rooting you on and, and doing what they want. Yeah. yeah, I used to work with kids, and with the school age kids, you could always pick out the vatas, the pittas, the kafas. Once I figured out what those were, but like my mm -hmm. vatas were the drama kids. They're the ones that they didn't really want to play an organized sport. They wanted to invent a game. They wanted to do imagination <laughs> games or do things that were just really dramatic. The pittas were the leaders. They were the kids choosing the teams. They were mm -hmm. the ones who said, "Hey, we're going to play this today," and they love games with rules that you've got to follow and they're going to enforce them. And then the coffers are the ones that they go, okay, yeah, we'll play that. <laughs> and we're going to do that. And they're going to be this all, but the bulk of the kids are going to be out there 
kind of be a little bit more kafa, which it's a kafa time of life, but nothing gets done without kafa. It's like we'd be in the trees if not for pitta, Mm -hmm. but we, I don't know where we'd be without the kafas getting the work done, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of doing the stuff. Yeah, that's true too. They'd be real supportive. Um, There's someone else that we both know who's very kafa. And I remember just the, again, laid back, very laid back. I'm thinking of your son. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And he told me one time that he used three alarm clocks. And and I've always told people this because kafa sometimes needs more stimulation to get something going. Yeah. And they, you know, can't you can poke in the bear, poke in the bear, and eventually he's going to wake up. But he said he had one alarm clock next to his bed, and that was the first one that went off. And then he had a second one that was across the room, and he had a third one in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he said, because the one that was next to the bed, if he was tired, it wasn't, you know, he'd just throw it against the wall and go off. Because yeah. the one he had across the room, he had to get up for, and so maybe he could get it, wake up. <laughs> He said the third one in the bathroom was kind of the last resort. It's like, I'm in the bathroom. I'll just get in the shower and now I can wake up. (laughs) He didn't always need three alarm. This might be a Kafa story about him. When he was 16, he was playing video games a lot. And it was during Mm -hmm. the summer. And I told him, you know, Tony, you've got to get a job or do something. And after a couple of days, I told him, okay, I'm going to find a volunteer job for you and I'm going to pay you a dollar an hour to do it, but you're going to have to do it either at the church or the library or somewhere. I'm going to find something that you got to do because you can't just sit here and do that. Or you can find a job on your own. So he gets up, walks about two blocks to the community pool. (laughs) And and he comes back and says, okay, I'm going to be the lifeguard in the community pool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then it, it was the it actually it worked out as the perfect job for him too because you talked about how he likes to sleep. He would sleep basically in his swim trunks. He'd set the alarm for ten forty five, and he'd get up and get to the pool by eleven. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, mean, I think it was lifeguard from like eleven to five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. So he could still stay up until about two or three in the morning playing video games, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, just but he was out there. He was doing it. Well, he, he did it. <laughs> That's it. There's something else. This is someone someone completely different that I think of. He had his kafa that, and it kind of goes to the beginning of Tony's story, but not the end of it, which is it, whatever they're doing is not a problem until it becomes a problem. And then they're going to find the easiest solution for it yeah. that they can. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to find... Is they they don't want it. They're gonna go back in their memory banks and find some way to solve the problem um, from their own history. This was a friend a friend of Jamie's whose wife was divorcing him, and he said, mm-hmm. "I didn't even know we had a problem." But yeah. his wife was saying, "Oh, I told you this time and this time and this time and this time, this time." Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a problem until she said, "That's it. I'm done." And then it's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! You don't need to be moving so fast." <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of a common story. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true for all of us. Vatas, pittas, and kafas. The vatas yeah. don't notice yeah. it. The pittas are thinking I can fix it, and the kafas yeah. are. It's okay. It was fine. We'll just go back and mm-hmm. remember all the good times. 
I remember our, we have an aunt, Aunt Betty, that used to have a magazine. Now, I don't think she was very Kafa at all. Mm-hmm. She's, but she, there was a magazine that she really liked that was called Reminisce. Oh. And Rem, Reminisce magazine would have stories about things that we don't see a lot of anymore. So like mm-hmm. the Coke bottle, the Coke machines where you pulled the bottle out and had the teeth and it go chunk, chunk, chunk. <laughs> There's a whole essay written about, you know, cold glass and the water on it. And it just struck me as like, sometimes people of Kafa nature are really attached to things from their past, you Hmm. know, that it's, um, that they love the way things were. And it's not true of all Kafas, but it's like, they might have more memorabilia. They surround themselves with things that they attach a relationship to. Mm -hmm. Um, I always think of people who might have, pieces of furniture that they got from a parent or a grandparent. Yes. And then that's, it's like, that's, they've got a relationship with it. They can't let go of it because they feel like if I let go of this, I'm letting go of that mm-hmm. relationship, the very sacred relationship. Yeah. You, you know, my first wife went through this sequence where um, their father had, my father, ex-father-in-law had played the organ, I guess, at church and they had an organ at home. And then he gave the organ to the oldest boy, her, her older brother. Well, her mm-hmm. older brother had passed on. Then the three sisters said, how can she have an organ? She's not in our family anymore. And that we need to get that organ. And uh, uh, so um, I guess what the oldest sister first had talk to the, the, the wife and the wife didn't really, didn't really care about it. She says, well, if you want to come get it. But I think the older sister had it and she had it for so long. And then she thought, well, nobody plays this. I don't know. And then the other, and the other two sisters were kept thinking, why should Peggy have the, <laughs> why should the oldest sister? <laughs> and, and it went from relative to relative. And we ended up with it um, at, at the end because mm-hmm. uh, things, but everybody wanted it until they had it. Right. Then, then well, there's this, it's the relationship. It was dad's organ. We need to That's have right. dad's organ in the house and then nobody plays it. It's like, hmm, seemed a lot more useful when dad was around. <laughs> That's right. And now now it's it's repeated itself because Anne, who's off of nature, had to have the piano that she played when she was five, six, and seven. And mm-hmm. she will not touch it, but it had to be here. Well, why did you play this? Well, I, I don't want to hear chopsticks. They go, yeah, I love it. He goes, no, I'm not going to play chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that's it because it's an attachment. Mm-hmm. I always I always joke that like a, if you ask a confidential person, if you can borrow one of their books, they're more likely to give you, to, to go out and buy you the book yeah. than to let go of the one they have because the one they have is they really like it. They really want to hang on to it. Yeah, we've got boxes of books out in the garage. Yeah. Fortunately, she does Kindle now. Or Kindle. Oh, Kindle. that's nice. She's got the one Kindle and that's Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. it. And actually, she doesn't even have a Kindle. She she watches Kindle on her phone or on her computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to mention one more thing about Kafa, because I think of this with one of my really good friends, that she is the one who stays in touch like with all of her relatives. She always still mails letters and sends birthday cards. But um, she's got older relatives and she's always in touch with them or going to visit them, aunts and uncles. And we didn't have that so much in our family. Our family's a lot more vata kind of lacking on some of those strong attachments. 
and it was. I would say just, if anybody is, it's Dave. He's the one that yeah. sort of keeps contact with everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But I don't see any coffee in him at all. Except for that. Except for that. We've all got those little pictures, those little windows of, of Kafa. But I think that that's yeah. the thing is that that cohesion, that ability to keep people together and hold on to yeah, hold on to people uh, from their past and they can stay in touch with relatives. And you know, they're kind of thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said that, that. Wow. I don't I don't have that quality as much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the words we had for kafa, so you can think about this if you're if you're wondering if you got kafa, we said kafas were loyal and consistent. Um, I don't know if we said this, but I think this being pretty content. They like the way things are and yeah. they don't necessarily see a need for change. Um, sometimes they're resistant to change. I think of this with the story about Anne not wanting to go out if you're if you're home. It's like, no, nah, I want to I want to change yeah. what I'm doing yeah. right now. And, and supportive. Uh, supportive. Yeah, very supportive. Very supportive of the. You might find if you are a if you are a kafa, you might look at your partner and see where's their pitta because I think kafas often choose somebody who's got more pitta or vata to kind of offset. Because imagine if a kafa has a kafa south, you're never going to see them. They're going to never. Leave it's like we're fine. Everything's fine here. But kafa does that kind of being still, laid back. They don't feel a need to move too quickly or to change things up too much. And they can be kind of attached, attached to their past. And that can be can be really good for a partner. <laughs> so it's attached to you and it's like consistently supportive. Um, and I think that's it. That was just we wanted to give insights into vata, pitta and kapha. Uh -huh. Since we talked a lot about vata last week. And uh, we have to point out our family and friends because we don't have too much of the pitta and kapha inside, except for the ways it comes up, you know. So, yeah. Your, yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and I think everybody's uh, sort of a combination of the three, and one rises to the top. Exactly. And I guess a lot of what you try to do is to try to keep the three in balance. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. Then um, we're going to wrap up for today. We'll be talking again next week. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, thank you. This is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson wishing you good health. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.